Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know that difficulties with sleep and anxiety are becoming more and more widespread. So many of us are struggling with the constant challenges of life with very little downtime or even attention put to the importance of slowing down. We forget we even need to do that. And I do really think essentially that we're all rather stressed out these days. So today, Dr. Miranda Wiley and myself, Orna Vilazan, we're both naturopathic doctors and we wanted to have a chat and share some of our experiences and our the most effective tips that we have found helpful to improve sleep quality, reduce the amount of tension and anxiety that we're often carrying around and things that have helped our patients over the years as well. We'll also be exploring our favorite hero supplements to give us that extra support when we need it. So welcome, Miranda. Thank you so much for joining me today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Orna. It's fun to be here. It is. It's great. We've been talking about doing this for a while, so I'm glad we're mm, doing it. Yeah. Nice to finally chat. Yeah. So why don't we start off with uh, maybe just like a quick example or description of what it even means to be struggling with sleep and anxiety. What does it look like for most of us on a day-to-day basis? <laughs> it looks like the last month of my life. Um <laughs> Anxiety is a ongoing little bee buzzing around in my brain and sometimes it's under control and life is good and I'm on top of things as life happens, right? We've got up good days and down days and good weeks and bad weeks. Um, but in the last couple months or last couple of weeks, it really sort of derailed and big anxiety about everything, uh, poor sleep, because I needed more time to worry. I couldn't get through all the worrying in the day. And then exhaustion, a bit of depression the next day, which then spiraled into anxiety. So it's a bit of a, a vicious cycle. Everyone sort of feeds into each other and they're all going on at once. And looking back, like what derailed me, I was doing okay. And I think it was interrupted sleep on behalf of my two darling little kids. And they kind of took turns waking me up. And then that just sort of set things in motion where uh, I felt less capable each day and more irritable and then more anxious about everything and more guilty and, and all, all the bad feelings. Um, and then that would lead to bad sleep. And, you know, it, it was that, that whole spiral and uh, getting back into my stronger self again. And so this is a, a really good time for us to have this talk of this is what it feels like. And this is how, what we can do that. We do have tools. We're not helpless passengers in our own life. I mean, right now, a lot of things are happening outside of our control. Um, but we do still have the ability to look after ourselves, even if sometimes it feels like we don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and that's it, the hardest part of when you're stuck in that overwhelmed place is you feel helpless and you feel mm -hmm. out of control and everything feels so much harder. And you just need to be reminded, we need to remind ourselves that sometimes it's just doing a few small things bit by bit gradually you know start to feel a little more grounded in, in certain areas and then that also spirals in a good direction as much yeah. as the negative stuff kind of feeds each other so do the good yeah stuff. same you break that cycle and you can start spiraling up it's like yeah. this too shall pass nothing is permanent good feelings don't last forever bad feelings don't last forever that's a mantra i often have to tell myself when i'm struggling <laughs> myself it's like this, this will pass, shall pass. <laughs> this will pass <laughs> write it on your bathroom mirror like whatever you need to do this will pass yeah. So why don't we chat a little bit about what, especially since this is so recent for you, this last mm -hmm. little uh, spin, why don't you tell us some of what you did do that you found helpful? I got back on the meditation wagon. Mm. Um, it's something I try to do daily, but then either things start going really well, or you get that off 
evening for me, I, I do it in the evening before bed. It's when I, my kids are asleep. I have that five, 10 minutes to myself. Some people do better with it first thing in the morning and really start their day with that intention and that sort of grounding um, experience. Um, but just getting back on that and making it more of a daily priority. And that really helped to sort of shift things. Um, do you meditate? I do. I do. Um, I'm also not always very consistent. And usually it's when things have derailed a bit that you're like, oh, okay, it's been a while. Maybe this is part of why I've, you know, been struggling. And I'm actually more of a morning meditator, but not necessarily when I'm still in bed. They often recommend, you know, before you even start your day, before you even get out of bed, spend that five or 10 minutes, use a guided meditation Mm -hmm. app or if that helps you. But I, yeah, I'm usually kind of like, no, I've got all these things in my mind. I've got all these things I want to do. And I just kind of go, or there's demands of my time and I just kind mm-hmm. of go, but I do it with breakfast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. While eating? While eating. Ah, so mindfulness is the other sort of key sort of sister to meditation. And food, I think is a really good time to bring in that mindfulness piece. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you do with breakfast. So I really... I kind of always try to bring it back to the five senses because similar to meditation, when you're purely in that quiet place, you're often trying to kind of just observe and watch and not get engaged in whatever the mental spin is of the moment. And um, it's also remembering that you're not necessarily aiming for a completely blank slate. You're very unlikely to get there. (laughs) Yeah. It's so an unrealistic comes, goal. Yeah, yeah. Don't even try. Just when the mind wanders, just kind of like, oh, it's done it again and bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. So when it comes to something, you know, when it's around and eat my my breakfast, like you said, it's probably, I should rephrase, it's far more of a mindfulness exercise than pure meditation. But I bring it back to the five senses because that helps me focus on something concrete. So I'm, you know, I'm smelling the food, like maybe, you know, there's some lovely fruit I can smell or there's some nice oatmeal I've made and I can get the smell of the cinnamon. Like I'm really focusing on that. This is even kind of before I even taste it. So I'm just kind of getting the, 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 the I guess, yeah, well, the smell of it, the sense of yeah, aromas. experience. Yeah. And then I will look at it and I'm observing visually what I'm seeing. Uh, what does it look like? What are the colors that I'm seeing? And I'm picking up a spoon or a forkful, and then I'm really focusing on the taste and the feel. So what does mm-hmm. it taste like? Where my tongue am I feeling what? Uh, what are the textures? Is it crunchy? Is it smooth? Is it creamy? Um, and, you know, that is it warm? Is it cold? Mm-hmm. So just kind of trying to name all of those five senses, what I can see, what I can taste, what I can feel, what I can smell. And well, admittedly, what I can hear isn't necessarily focused on my well, meal. It's crunchy, it's crunchy food. <laughs> yeah. It might just be, what am I hearing in my environment in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. What are the sounds yeah. outside the window or inside your place? Yeah. 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 And I think that's also really important because we have the gut brain axis And when we're in stress, we're in fight or flight, blood is moved away from our digestive tract. It's not the priority if you're about to be attacked by a bear. Whereas if we can bring it back to that that calm, parasympathetic, you know, rest and digest mode, that's another modality to tell our brain we're safe. 
I'm mm-hmm. focusing on my meal and I wouldn't be doing that if I was in danger. So I love that you do that with, with breakfast. It's just yeah, I think it's I another it, element of that calming. It starts your day a little more grounded or breaks that sort of anxiety of the day to come mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. So what other tools? I know that when it comes to sleep, a lot of people struggle and that a sleep routine or sometimes it's mm-hmm. called sleep hygiene, there's different expressions yeah. used. What are some of the things that you recommend for that? Again, sleep has never been my strong suit. I and mean, my husband has literally fallen asleep standing up once. Like he can just lie down and he's out. Nothing is going to interrupt his sleep. Whereas for me, you know, the slightest sound, the, you know, the slightest thought, you know, it's all this hummingbird brain. Um, I use sleep. I use um, earplugs every night because sound is a really clear trigger, super, super dark room and making it a cold room and then just nice warm blankies. Um, you know, historically, you know, you'd be, the fire would dwindle at night, the hearth would, would settle down and we're, we're designed to be cooler when we sleep. So being too hot can interrupt that. Keeping the same bedtime and wake up time, I find really imperative and having kids, it's also kind of non-negotiable. <laughs> like, there is no sleeping in. I haven't used an alarm clock in years. Um, but, you know, it's just that rhythm. The adrenals know that, you know, you're going to go to bed at the same time. You're going to wake up at the same time, um, which is why I think, you know, shift workers have such a, a rough go with, with um, anxiety and, and sleep management because they're constantly changing their, their circadian rhythm. But for those of us who don't do shift work, you know, the more you can go to bed at the same time, it's amazing how quiet the world is early on Sunday morning when everyone else is sleeping in like, oh, this is, this is ours. Right. So yeah, I think those are really key temperature, sound, light. Yeah. And rhythm. Anything you'd add to that? I would add, um, some kind of kind of a, a a routine that you do heading towards bed. Yes. So a lot of what you've mentioned is like, okay, once you're kind of getting ready for bed and, and you're wanting to make sure that all of this is in place, but it's not easy to go from go, go, go mode, snap your fingers and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to sleep now. It, yeah. I'm just going to check my emails one last time. And then why am I not the asleep? worst, right? Yeah. Even if you're just checking. So you know, what's happening the next day, you don't plan to respond. You're just checking and it, it, still, it, it sets it, you it, off. Yeah. I mean, one, it's you know, the blue light coming out of the screen Two, you're just engaging your brain. So with patients, I talk about nourishing your inner toddler of, you know, first we're going to brush our teeth and put on our pajamas and then read a book, sing a song, like all of those stages. When you have a little kid, you're gearing them towards sleep. You're setting everything in motion. They know that, okay, at the end of this, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And as adults, we don't necessarily do that. So I'm like, find that rhythm, nourish your inner toddler and, and give them that, that expectation that, well, once I do this, I'll do the next thing that I'm going to go to sleep. Find what works for you, whether it's taking a bath, whether it's doing a guided meditation, reading a book, stretching, um, yeah, yoga, meditation, yeah, yeah, whatever it may be. And I also, if possible, it's not always possible, but try and get some of the warmer lights, like the light bulbs that are more in the yellow tones Mm -hmm. and orange tones, not having the TV on or the computer on. Stop screens an hour ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. Unless you use your screen, because there are so many like meditation apps or things you might be mm-hmm. using it helpfully but no emails nothing nothing matters that much don't no. look at the news before bed right. no it seems like such obvious things but it's it bears reminding because we we don't do it or we forget or we don't realize the impact that it can actually have when we're doing yeah. it consistently for sure. yeah and maybe if you do it once or twice it doesn't impact your sleep or your anxiety too much but like oh I can get away with it and then the more you do it, you're like <gasps> 
I don't want to look at the news before I go to sleep. I can, and then that's just going to get all the wheels turning. And Yeah. So what are some other things? I know you've talked to me about a gratitude journal in the past. Yeah, um, yeah that's another key, key one. It's not just thinking about things that you're happy for. I think we're, if I were to pay you 50 compliments right now and one insult, you'd walk away remembering the insult. There's something about the human brain that we, we grasp onto negative and, and that becomes our, our memory piece. And if we can sort of shift our filter, and that's again where I don't enjoy the news because everything seems to be so negatively geared, all the bad things that are happening. And then maybe, you know, a little puppy at the end just to, to cheer it up if they've got some, some video time. Um, but if we can shift our outlook to seeing the positive, so not just thinking about what we're grateful for, but actually writing it down. So I generally do three things, morning or evening, what's your rhythm, lunchtime, whenever it may be, but writing down three things every day that you're grateful for. And sometimes it's, you know, I just had a hot shower and I've got hot water. And so it doesn't have to be a huge, you know, my family is healthy, which obviously I'm grateful for as well, but it's just, you know, I'm grateful. I had a cup of coffee this morning because it was delicious. And it kind of, you know, gave me that, that spark for the day, but you know, it doesn't have to be huge, but writing it down, I think is the really important part. And also then you can go back and review it if you wish, but it's just, it makes it a bit more solid, a bit more real rather than just thinking about it, what becomes a bit more fleeting and can exit. Yeah. The brain. You, you appreciate what you've got a little more and it's, um, it brings you a little bit more in the present moment in those experiences as well, rather than something that's happening to you. Like you're actually living it and breathing yeah. it and yeah. appreciating it. Yeah. And I follow, there's um, a happiness researcher. His name is Sean Aker and he wrote a book called the happiness advantage. It's a great Ted talk. One of the top 10 Ted talks ever watched. It's, it's really funny. Um, but actually when so many people study depression and they study anxiety and he studies happiness. And so that gratitude piece was a big one that I took away from, from his book. And yeah, yeah, lovely. So, so great to have people focusing on positive things. What can we do? I mean, it's so easy to focus on all the, the bad things, but you know, we want to feel empowered and like, yeah, there's good out there. There's a lot of good out there. We just have to yeah. remind ourselves and look for it and appreciate yeah, it when screen we screen it. it. Yeah. So say we're doing a lot of these great tools. It's still a fragile area for us. It's mm -hmm. still, you know, that anxiety is kind of an undercurrent for us, or we, there's things in our lives that are consistently struggling with our sleep with. Yep. Um, that's when I tend to start looking at nutrients and supplements. Like mm -hmm. what can we add that mm -hmm. can give us that extra support yeah. Um, and I know for my part, beyond before even going necessarily to specific ones, I like to make sure that um, we've got the basics in place. Like you've got a little bit of everything mm -hmm. so that you're not falling into some major uh, deficiencies or lack. Um, uh, because sometimes like you might not even have necessarily what I would call like a medically diagnosed deficiency, cause that can lead to yep. full on illness and problems, Big disease, yeah. and disease, but you can very commonly have less than optimal levels. So it's like, you're not sick, but you're not necessarily with the nice yeah. amounts of optimal range of nutrients to help your body work at its best. And this is where sleep can get a little sketchy and anxiety can come up a little more easily. Yeah. Um, and diet can change, right? When you're feeling stressed out, it's easier to just like 
you know, have some cheese and crackers for lunch rather than roasting up the veggies or making a soup or, mm-hmm. you know, getting all your nutrients that way. And again, that gut brain access, when we're under stress, we're not necessarily absorbing our nutrients as well. Mm-hmm. So if we can just, yeah, take like a multi or something that's going to cover all the bases, get those baseline nutrients in while doing the meditation and the mindfulness and the gratitude and the sleep, like you know, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but let's sort of layer all these things together so we can shift that rhythm and start the spiral going in a positive direction again. Yeah. Like just make sure you've got your insurance policy in place, like get that multivitamin and and just kind of at least start there. Um, And also obviously get your veggies in, get your, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can have your treats and you're going to want them more when you're tired and stressed, Uh, but balance that out with your extra goodies as well. Yeah. There. Totally. Um, Okay. So beyond the multi, then where would you recommend next once you've got that kind of in place? It uh, depends on the time of day for B vitamins in the morning, a little bit of a sort of lift and get things going. Um, we need them for our nerve health. We need them for metabolizing our food and keeping our sort of energy level steady, turning the fat proteins and carbs into usable energy that the, the cell can handle. Um, so I, that was another thing as I got back onto the meditating, okay, I'm in a bad place. How do I turn that around? It was being really consistent with a, a B vitamin in the mornings because uh, I found the energy lift calming again they'll do it in the evening that doesn't work for me so people might want to experiment with their timing um yeah and then uh, to help relax and calm down at night was magnesium yeah do you okay, take so you're, you're other like both recommend, or? sorry you're recommending a b complex then in the yeah. morning to help with energy and, and mood actually i know that energy mood yeah nerve function yeah metabolism of all of it yeah, keep those that nervous system healthy. Magnesium for the nervous system. With anxiety, I might even do magnesium more frequently throughout the day as well to keep that calming, muscle relaxing, brain relaxing element happening during the day. But you know, if sleep is an issue, doing it closer to bedtime as well. The multi either with breakfast or with lunch, whatever, whatever fits the schedule, right? I mean, I, I don't like dictating to patients you know exactly when they need to do things. I'll often say do it imperfectly rather than not at all. Like, oh, I forgot to do it first thing in the morning. So I just didn't take it that day. It's like, well, just, just take it, take it with food, without food. Like do, do what you need to do. Um, and that's where I like the mega food multi, it doesn't matter if you take it with food or without, right? It's whole food based. So it's, it's a really easy one. It's like, oh, I forgot to do it with breakfast. And now it's you no know, two hours later and, you know, just, just take it. Yeah. And I find it's, well, magnesium, I do notice uh, a lot of people will notice right away if they're if they've forgotten their magnesium or when they start taking it, you you will notice that shift um, between when you're taking and when you're not taking it, but with your multivitamin and sometimes even with your vitamin B complex, you might not really notice any major difference, but it has a cumulative effect. It has, you know, like if you've been off of it, if you're used to taking it and you've been off of it for like two weeks, you will probably, I know I do. I certainly notice yeah. that I'm, I'm more tired. I'm dragging my feet a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so it's the kind of thing you can't think of it as, okay, I'm going to take it. And it's going to, it's like, it's not like taking a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> not no, gonna not give at you all. That go you're not getting that immediate boost. No, no. But, but the more you do it, the more you're like, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just handling things better. Exactly. You know, more resilient and maybe it's all the meditating, but maybe it's, maybe (laughs) it's the nutrients too. I think it's a little bit of a combination. You know, yeah. Yeah. We are complex beings. We can't just do one thing or take, you know, one nutrients, all that synergy and interaction of yeah. Mind, body, 
wellness. Yeah. And you talked, you touched there a second ago on, you know, the, the mega food supplements in particular, mm. whole food based, which means they're a lot easier to digest or easier yeah. to absorb. Um, what does that really mean? Like when we talk about a whole food supplement? Ideally, I think we're all going to be eating, you know, fresh vegetables from the garden year round and getting sort of maximum organically grown nutrients. Realistically, especially when we're under stress, you know, life gets in the way and we might be choosing things that are um, maybe a little less nutrient dense, but, you know, convenient and faster and get us out the door. With other multis, you know, I grew up in the health food industry there was always the, the guideline, you got to take it with food because you kind of want to piggyback them onto that digestive piece. With mega food, you know, you've got vitamin C from oranges and B vitamins from uh, broccoli or yeast. You've got, you know, food-based nutrients, the beta carotene actually in carrots. I think it's an, a nice way of the body recognizing the nutrient in that form and having all of the cofactors and other elements that we haven't necessarily identified in the food that research is still, you know, picking apart and exploring what each of those things does and just getting them into our system where they're going to do the good we aren't what we eat so much as we are what we absorb and i just want to make sure that those nutrients are actually getting into the bloodstream and not just being a, a you know a waste of money and effort to, to swallow yeah. them down it's like kind of like by taking it the way our bodies are used to receiving it yeah with the complexity of the mix of everything that's in there yeah. allows yeah. these nutrients to function better to be absorbed better to be used yeah. better more efficiently by the body yeah we evolved with food not with an isolated nutrient supplements although they do have their role and i will use them as needed but just that general guideline eat well and and just do a nice whole food multi like a mega food multi and just kind of yeah fluff out all of those areas that might be a little bit dippy like everything as replete as possible yeah so we've um so okay so a multi as a basic a vitamin b complex most likely earlier in the day yeah. a magnesium can be throughout the day if there's a lot of anxiety but in the evening it's really great Definitely in the evening you know, that muscle relaxation yeah. brain calming yeah um uh, i like to add melatonin potentially yeah. now that would be more if it's really the sleep that's the issue. Um, like you're struggling to fall asleep or you're waking up regularly throughout the night and you're, you're doing your sleep hygiene, you're doing that yep. routine, you're doing all the good stuff. And it's hopefully it should be better, but yeah. it might still be a little bit of a, a challenge or a fragility. There might still there. be some monkey brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the monkey won't actually go to sleep. Yeah, they melatonin is great for that. And especially if we're trying to set a circadian rhythm. Of like, you know, maybe you are used to staying up till 12 or one and, you know, having that anxious pattern. Like, I really want to start getting to sleep sooner. Melatonin is great for kind of setting that, that rhythm, turning off the screen. So we're not upsetting, you know, our own melatonin production, but then just that little bit consistently, same window of time every evening. Yeah. Yeah. It help, help you fall asleep and, 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 and uh, stay asleep and recuperate and heal and, and I do, I do like the mega food melatonin because it comes in gummies. Yeah, which is always nice. Teeth. No, you do need to take them before you brush your teeth. Uh -huh. <laughs> or you might brush your teeth twice. Or you might brush yeah. your teeth twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, they are, they're really handy. And they're a low enough dose that I think people can start off gently. Just, you know, half of the usual dose you would find in a capsule, just 1.5 milligrams. You might need two. Some people might need three, but you can start gently and kind of tune into your body and see how well it works for you and, and, and how you respond. 
Yeah. Well, that's great. I think we've kind of covered a lot of the top uh, topics that we wanted to touch on. Is there anything that comes to mind that you want to share or add? Um, I don't know. I think really looking at our life and our lifestyle. I mean, I'll often tell people, I don't have a pill if you hate your job. I don't have a pill if you you know, are in a, an unhappy relationship. Like we have to sort of look at what, what's not working, what is working, take ownership where we can and, you know, do the meditation, you know, what's within my control, what's without, what can I learn to accept? What do I need to actually fight for, for my values um, and flow with it. But yeah, using the nutrients, using the positivity tools and the mindfulness and the meditation, we, we are, we do have power in our lives. We do have have that sense of con- control. No, we a, might not have the sense of it. It is there if we seek it. I find a really key piece as well is bringing in gentleness towards yourself. Because especially when you're feeling overwhelmed and tired and anxious, and you can feel this small sometimes, and you can feel like everybody hates you, or you can't do anything mm-hmm. right, or nothing's going mm-hmm. the right way. It's so easy to start that self-critical voice going really, really loud. And yeah. It's about just bringing in some love and some gentleness and some patience mm-hmm. with yourself um, as you're doing. Like you were talking about the toddler routine for bedtime kind of idea. Yeah. I would say speak to yourself as you would to a toddler. <laughs> yeah, love. Bring in the patience. Bring in the understanding. Um, give or, yourself or, a little space. Yeah, or as you would talk to a friend, right? Yeah. If you came to me and was like, "Oh, I'm feeling really low, and I'm not good at this, and I'm mad about that," and like, "No, Arna, you're great," and then, you know, really bolster up someone who you love. Do that to yourself, and as and and that can be hard, especially when you're already in sort of a downward spiral. But the more you can sort of catch all, also just get people to yell "cancel" in their head by that night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm no good. I'm trying to like cancel. Replace it with something positive, and then just you know, just don't try not to feed. Try not to feed that, uh, that angry voice or that mean voice. Very wise. Very wise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So awesome. why don't we end it on that? Thank you. Miranda. This was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. It was fun, lovely chatting with you, Arna. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's been helpful for everyone. I'm sure that uh, so. everyone's grabbed at least one good tip for themselves here. I hope um, so. I'd- I wanted to just add for our listeners that uh, like those who might be wanting a little more guidance as to what would be an ideal supplement to take, we do have the personalized supplement quiz and this is on the megafoodcanada.com website and it's just a few simple questions, brings you to some quick personalized answers and a wealth of information, more than even Miranda and I have shared here. So <laughs> you can certainly explore that if uh, if there's interest for you. So. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Arna. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.